Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hey guys, John here. I just want to talk about something for a minute. We actually have a Patreon up right now in full swing, and that is our $5 a month plan. It's called Movie Lovers Classics. It covers bonus episodes, reviewing classic movies like you're about to listen to right now with the uh, little Caesar review that we just did, early access to episodes, monthly newsletters, shoutouts on the main uh, feed, early access to episodes, and then we also have all-access documentary series review, which is $10 a month. And that includes bonus episodes, Eli Roth's History of Horror, early access to episodes, monthly newsletters, free digital movies, shout-outs on the main feed as well. And then that also includes our classic uh, movie reviews as well. And then our $20 a month plan is our VIP movie lover. And that also includes bonus episodes, classic movie reviews, interviews with independent actors, actresses, directors, and comic book writers, and it also includes movie lovers documentaries and early access to episodes, monthly newsletters, free digital movies, and shoutouts on the main feed as well. Go ahead, subscribe to the Patreon. We hope that we'll see you there, and always until next time, guys, bye-bye. Hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. For today's podcast episode, I actually have my good friend Charlie with me, and right now I actually have another guest with me. Introduce yourself. Hi, uh, my name is uh, Cisco Scartosi. I'm a film critic, film buff, especially when it comes to horror. So, um, yeah, it's nice to meet you guys, and I'm excited to uh, be here and talk about Freaky, um, which we, we tried doing last week, didn't go so well. <laughs> Uh, no. Thank you. Thanks a lot, Stereo, for that. But uh, <laughs> always, always happy to to talk more about horror. So uh, you know, it is what it is. Most definitely. And this is actually, like I said, I ended up buying the movie this time. I ended up buying the Blu-ray. I got it. I got it right here for you, man. <laughs> I picked it up. I love this movie. Like I said before, each time I can I can pretty much um, pick it up. <laughs> And find something new <laughs> about right. it. Right. Oh, we all got it. All right, bet. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So I bought it immediately. <laughs> <laughs> me too. Yeah, me too. But yeah, this movie starts out really great. And the thing that I remember now that does start off like a Friday the 13th kind of movie because it does start on like Friday the 12th. Mm -hmm. And it even has the black uh the red and white lettering. Right. It says Friday the 12th, which I thought was actually pretty cool. Not mm -hmm. only that, but uh, we actually, I'm glad they didn't name this movie like Freaky Friday, like they, like Charlie mentioned and everything. 
because of the fact we already had enough Freaky Friday movies. We had it with Jamie Lee Curtis, the Scream Queen, of course. Then mm -hmm. we also had um, an older version of Freaky Friday as well. So I thought that Freaky just settles it. It's just a freaky day, a freak accident that happened between the serial killer and also to the victim where they switch bodies. Uh, Vince Vaughn, I feel like, feels like he just steals the show. I actually felt like he was a 17-year-old girl inside uh, her body and everything. I just <laughs> thought it worked out really well. So let's go on ahead and just start out with the mansion and stuff like that. I really love the mansion setting and everything where you mm -hmm. have these kids that by themselves. Of course, you know that they're going to wind up dying and everything pretty soon anyways because of the fact that it's a slasher movie. But I like the setup of it where you have like this kind of clue kind of setting where they're inside this mansion and they are talking about the butcher and they're thinking that it's a urban legend. But what did you guys think about the setup? <laughs> um, yeah, we kind of talked about it uh, last right. week, but uh, no, yeah, I'm, I'm glad too that because yeah, someone had mentioned that the original title was supposed to be called uh, Freaky Friday the 13th. Uh, and I, I think we both agreed that, you know, it's like, it's funny, it's funny to, to think about, but at the same time, uh, would that have sold as much, you know what I mean? To have a, a longer right. and kind of elaborate title like that when you're trying to sell the movie. I don't think so. I think they made the right choice. Uh, same thing. Like we talked about, uh, scream was originally supposed to be called scary movie. Right. They, they very smartly, I think changed it to scream um and then the scary movie was later like the spoof movies uh that made fun of scream so it all worked out in the end <laughs> exactly. uh, so so uh but yeah the title the title card that came up i loved it um definitely a play on friday the 13th and like slashers and out of the gate vince vaughn just menacing he's his physicality uh is just nuts especially when it's compared to like these high schoolers and you get like some of the best kills in the movie um but with the bottle down the kid's throat and the, the glass coming out of his neck and uh, i know you said your favorite was the tennis racket on on both sides yeah. of the guy's head so i mean right. i love i love all of those and then of course you got the uh michael myers when he pins the girl on the wall and he kind of just does the little health, head tilt thing with the mask which i, I just right. like like you said man the opening was very strong i was in a theater um basically had the theater to myself uh, which I was glad about because of, you know, the COVID and everything. And as soon as all this stuff started happening, I was like, okay, I was going crazy. I was like, this is going to be a good movie if they keep up this tone and this gore. Right. And they they did. So, um, yeah, I was very happy about it. Same here. And I also feel like, too, that, you know, once I saw the tenant rackets and also, too, when we saw the wine bottle going down the guy's throat, I felt like, okay, this set, now I know what kind of gore I'm actually expecting. Like, I knew this was a slasher film, but they're going, like, 80s kind of gore level. Yeah. Which is something that I really liked was the fact that they went into that route of having mm -hmm. that 80s-style gore and everything. That's what I enjoy the most. Yes. But what about you, Charlie? What worked for you for this opening scene? I mean, I thought it, it sets up the story well. Again, I don't do horror. The horror is <laughs> definitely not my, not my forte, but I was intrigued on this whole idea of the body swap. So that's why I was like, well, let me check this out. And, but the opening kills, like, instantly, like, each one was, dis like, it distinct. So it's different, it's new, and it wasn't the same one every single time, which I liked. And each kill was, like, a homage to the classics um, slasher movies back in the 80s. 
like well like the Mike, Vince Vaughn's character was the Michael Myers like he just walks slowly but you know no matter where how fast you run he's gonna find you in a sense and mm-hmm. I'm like and then it's like I I never saw all of Scream but I know of the here's the rules to survive a horror movie like right. I instantly knew the teens were all gonna die because they had sex because you can't. <laughs> Essentially, and I like like I knew they were all gonna die. Like the, the glass bottle one, like that that opening kill, I was like, whoa, like okay. And then then smashing the the toilet on like toilet um the lid on the girl, right. like okay. And then just the randomly the the tennis racket one, funny. <laughs> and then uh, like I knew as soon as like the girl, like I'm safe. That's my parents. I knew she was gonna get. She like Vince Vaughn was waiting right there to grab her and just put her on the hook. Which and I and that and then that the the, the, the parents screaming was the homage to Scream, the opening from Scream yeah. uh, for Barry Moore's death. Which, oh yeah, good good catch. I didn't even think about that. That's, that's um, yeah. I watched like like after I watched the movie, I watched the uh, I think this like this uh, sub- YouTube subscribe guy called Dead Meat. He did a whole review of the movie, and mm-hmm. he was going behind the scenes. Of, that's how I was able to pick up on the stuff because he was going through each one and then reviewing and like, okay, let's review the kills. So he's not only going over the kills, but he's reviewing the movie. Um, but right. I felt like opening yeah. like set like set the tone for this is what we're gonna get. Um, and then, like I said, I, I thought the opening was hilarious. Like I knew the teens were gonna die because they were just stupid. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know what though? I I really thought that he was just gonna drown her in the toilet, like just a basic kill. But as soon as he went in mm. there, just started just wailing on her head with the toilet seat. I'm like, okay, I was wrong yeah. about that. But but, the, glass one, that was, the glass bottle sequence. That was like I never saw that before, and I was like, whoa, that was like, that was yeah, that was clever, clever, well, it and, definitely was. and it's like clever and brutal at the same time. The well, just I know I, I said this last week as well, but like just the, my second time watching it around, the way they shot the glass thing was like so good because it's like he's picking up the glass pieces, and every time the camera goes down with the kid, and you're like waiting for Vince Vaughn to be behind him, and then it gives you it goes three times, and then the third time Vince Vaughn, he's like he's so tall, he's like out of frame, but you see his <laughs> his chest, and then he just. Slams the bottle down on the, on the kids, and you just see his neck yeah. bulging out. It was just practical yeah. effects, A plus yeah. practical effects. I I love it. I'm I'm a, I'm a gore head, so I always look for that. And um, CGI blood and effects just does not do it for me. I can always tell it's fake. Um, right. I mean that that could be my fault for watching yeah. horror movies so much over the years, but like I can just tell it's just different. It doesn't look real. It doesn't. I don't buy it. So yeah. like as soon as they had that neck bulge and everything, I was like, okay, they're doing practical. Love it, love it. <laughs> Same. I thought so. the bottle scene was just fantastic as well. Like you said, practical effects versus CGI. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. And I'd rather have the practical effect with it because yeah. you actually had that, you know, that cringe where it's like, ooh, I can't believe that actually happened. Kind of like, feel that, that was me, like seeing that sequence for the first time, watching the movie the first time, seeing the seeing him not only just shove the bottle in the guy's throat and then punch it, and I'm like, what? Like that made me like, <laughs> like oh, okay, whoa. All right. And then the sh- the shards that come through, that was what oh, did it yeah. for me. Yeah. That was that that was the cherry on top of the yeah. gore gore cake. <laughs> Definitely, that, that was that was a good death, but that's not not that's not my favorite one in this movie. <laughs> my mine, mine either. We can we can talk about. 
the other my favorite one if you want we can go there <laughs> oh yeah. yeah we can yeah we can go there if you want to we can go on oh, ahead we can, we can progress like we can yeah. build up to, let's build up to it yeah yeah it's, a, so, it's your guy it's your guy's show i'm following your lead so right. okay it's cool <laughs> uh but yeah then after that it goes into the whole entire deal where it's like the main character of the movie on what it's setting up and i know that you mentioned this before the director is the same director who directed um happy death day happy death day to you yeah as and uh more paranormal movie i think one of them because that's how um that's how the director knew about uh Catherine newton because i think she was in the fourth paranormal movie and i think he directed so he was familiar with Catherine newton um, um, Christopher Landon. The, that's yeah, the Christopher guy's Landon. Name. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I forgot the title of the fourth paranormal. I mean, it, 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 you I think it's called the, the Marked Ones. Is that it? Oh, yeah. Okay. The Marked. Yeah. yeah. If you've seen one, you've seen them all. <laughs> yeah, I, I I told him last I told him last week I didn't even watch that one, so no, <laughs> I, I'm not familiar. I used I to work to theater, so I'm very familiar with because like somehow our theater, which was a very small theater, ended up getting the mm-hmm. first paranormal. Instant sellout like crazy. That how big oh. crazy like it was and, it was a thing, yeah. It was a thing yeah. for sure. <laughs> I, and then like the worst horror movies that that were really bad working was the PG thirteen horror movies because anybody can get in those. So just dealing with mm. the kids coming after like the high school kids uh, being like, Oh, okay, I'm just gonna hang out here and be rude. Yeah, those are the worst ones to work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can't even imagine working. I feel for you, man. Um, as before the pandemic hit, as someone like that went to the movies like religiously, yeah, uh, I, I can, I can honestly and a hundred percent like say that uh, going to see horror movies with a crowd is has been just bad lately. Like very, yes. I, 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 it sucks for me because I want to go to the theater mm-hmm. to see the horror movies. But like you said, they're especially PG thirteen movies. Uh, it's always kids that are just they have nothing mm-hmm. to do, and then just go in there. And I, I could go on a whole t- tangent and rant Me on too. that, but it's yeah. yeah, it's I don't miss that honestly. Like with yeah. you know not going to the movies, but like but like yeah, seeing Freaky like in an empty theater, like that was like I was happy that happened because I, I can already <laughs> tell there would be kids in there and laughing and and joking. Not even paying right. attention. Exactly. I'm like, why are you even in here if you don't even want to watch the movie? Like, why? That's exactly. <laughs> I don't get that. To be honest with you, of mine, like, like just going to the movie, go and experience. But, um, I digress. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I, I got stories for days about horror horror experiences during horror movies. It's just, it's bad. It's people that know me know that I. It's yeah. <laughs> but anyways. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like to be honest with you, I remember my last movie I saw and everything before the pandemic was actually The Invisible Man. That was like the last movie I saw. Me too. Before yep. the pandemic. Mm-hmm. That was like the last mine one. Was 1917 was mine. I actually uh so it was Invisible Man, but technically cuz I I saw two in one day. So I saw okay. Invisible Man first and then I saw Birds of Prey. So those are my last. Oh, okay. Two. Yeah. That's cool. And then I, I mean, um, they're open where I'm at too. So I've been going, you know, here and there, just seeing. And I always check to see that the theater's like empty or like not a lot of people in there. <laughs> uh, and I got my first vaccine, so yeah. That's awesome. Ho- hopefully, this uh-huh. thing we can knock this thing out soon, man. Because I'm, I'm tired Agreed. of it. I'm really tired of it. So me too. I'm going to go back to the theaters. 
Way in the game. But, <laughs> missed the theater, yeah. Yep. But anyways, we have Millie. It opens up with Millie. And then, of course, we are dealing with her mom, so it's also an alcoholic. The sister is the, bi- the big sister of the movie is actually a girl who's actually a police officer. Mm-hmm. And the worst, you one. know, you're right. Yeah, she's like the worst police officer. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I told you last week. This was the the whole family plot subplot is not my favorite. That's like one of my, one of my like nitpicks of the movie. Honestly, it's just, um, you know, it's funny because he he did Happy Death Day, and the dad in there is dead as well. And I think they did a better job in in that movie in the first one of. The whole story kind of revolves around her getting over the death of her dad. It's, you know what I mean? There's an arc there. And yeah, this one, right. it's, it's in this one, it's kind of just like there's a little bit, there's like little moments with her and her mom, but like there's not. I feel like the arc, the big arc that I I liked about it was uh, the main girl. What's her name? Um, Millie. Sorry. Millie. Yeah, yep. Millie uh, coming into her own through Vince Vaughn's body and finding her confidence. That was the main arc. I feel like they could have just stuck with that. Uh, but I mean, the, the alcoholic mom trope, that's t- like we, I talked about, uh, that's Nightmare on Elm Street. That's, that's right. a very, very common horror trope. The parents are either never there or they're, they neglect the children or they're alcoholic. It's always something like that. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, the sister, I just, I don't think that there, I think the only reason the sister was the cop was just to, kind of uh tighten everything together in the plot exactly yeah it was just to be like the police are going to be involved in this story let's make it the sister so it's right. all the whole family's together and so yeah so that was one of my nitpicks of, of it personally uh, i don't know how you guys feel about that though i agree i mean i figured it was um like 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 the the mom like getting drunk or passing out while millie was like at the game and I'm like, you just knew something was gonna happen. Like she's yeah. like, my mom, my mom will be home, like that. And the friends are like, are you sure? Before I, <laughs> yeah, the friends were the, the, her friends were like the, the best in this movie. They're hilarious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's oh yeah. Thing. That's I love her friends. Yeah, love the friends. Her friends are just awesome. They make. To be honest with you, it feels real. Mm-hmm. It actually yeah. feels real. They actually feel like they're real friends versus just a carbon copy paint by the numbers kind of level whenever you do they introduce you into the friends and stuff like that because it could just be another 80s type of movie set in 2021 where or 2020 where they're just carbon copies just uh on that kind of level where they're just kind of bland they're just there just to motivate the character a little bit and that's it but with this one they motivate the character they motivate the plot they're there for a purpose. They're not uh, just paint by the numbers kind of characters. And also, too, I do have to agree. I also have to agree with the both of y'all and everything. The whole entire um, thing dynamic with the do- with the sister and also the mother, mm-hmm. it didn't really flow well with me either. I thought that would have actually been a better story arc than what we got with that and everything we see little aspects of it but it doesn't advance from there like it needs to be there or anything like that i feel like if they went on ahead and explored it maybe a little bit more they could have but it was not needed to be honest with you it should have just been focused just on mainly millie and trying to like yep like cisco said it should have been mainly focused on that but you know it's just what it is what it is but I just thought that he could have actually done a little bit more, yeah. but 
I do have to admit, Happy Death Day had a better story arc whenever you actually look at that whole entire mm-hmm. monologue that the uh, girl is going through stuff, trying to get yeah. over her dad's death, and you actually feel that emotion. You feel that uh, connectivity. With this, it's like, okay, mom passes out on the couch. She wakes up the next morning. Yeah. Here's some cakes. Mm-hmm. Here's yeah. some toast. Yeah. Goes back to being an alcoholic, sleeps. Yeah. I, I, will, I will say though that the scene where they switch bodies and uh it's Vince Vaughn's character in the in the in Millie's body uh, and and the mom the mom is just like you know yeah there's pancakes and she's trying to be like the like just a nice mom and she yeah. like she she doesn't say a word it's all just looks and yeah. like dirty looks and and just not Take saying anything that, that was that was like she played that so good, like just she did. you know, and then she you know, she picks up the knife and it's like she wants to kill the mom and the, the yeah. or no, and the sister different. and the yeah. mom takes the knife, like I'll yeah. take that. That whole thing did work for me as, as far as the like, family. That I thought that was funny. That yeah. was funny. Yeah, that aspect like, did work. Yeah. Another yeah. part of the friends I liked is this how nonchalant the uh the gay friend was about like like they always had this meeting spot. Um so pretty much they got Millie's back and then you and when you and then you, when they're in the high school you get to meet all yeah. the minor characters that are just pricks like the social media influencers like oh hey Millie where'd you wear that like it's like she was annoying <laughs> like just stop. I was like Millie's gonna kill you first I just have a feeling Millie's gonna kill you first like and then then mm-hmm. he, and then and then, then and then then you meet like the girl that like the guy that uh, Millie really likes Mm-hmm. And then, and then after dealing with the, the horrible shop teacher, man, I'm like, man, Cameron's dad must have pissed him yeah. off. <laughs> <laughs> or, or he must have had a bad experience on a bus. Yeah, I like I like to think that this is the sequel to Ferris Bueller's Day Off, and this is what Cameron yes. does now. He's now yeah. a, sh- a shop teacher, what shop yeah. teacher, and he just he hates all the students. He shits all the students. Except but yeah. for the jocks, he loves the jocks. Um, he's like, yeah. He's like, He's that, or or this is the semi sequel to Ferris Bueller because the the true sequel to Ferris Bueller is him get traveling to the school because he was in Speed. He was one of the guys in Speed. Right. Um, that one was earlier, but it's like it's just funny seeing him as the shop teacher and then realizing, oh holy crap, that was Cameron. And yeah. it's like he was, he was a total prick. And I'm like, all right, Millie's gonna kill you. You're gonna be second. Yeah, <laughs> like, Alan, Alan, uh, Alan Rook. Alan yeah. Rook, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just a funny joke about the sister. Seeing her as a cop reminded me of a, an honest trailer for RoboCop about how uh, Murphy's partner, the lady cop, was like the second worst type of cop. All she does is just runs and like she's like, and then, like, just, like the whole honest trailer for him. Like she's a better cop than the sister. Right. At least she was doing investigating. At hey, I, I, well. Nancy Allen, though. Nancy Allen, huge crush on her. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. She, she can do no wrong in my book. <laughs> but, um, that's that's an 80s yeah. babe right there. Nancy yeah. Allen. Shout out Definitely. to Nancy yeah. Allen. But, uh, but if you want a funny video, watch the Honest trailer for RoboCop. It's absolutely yeah. hilarious. It takes shots at the reboot, which is a terrible reboot. <laughs> oh, yeah. Terrible. Yeah. Terrible, yeah. terrible, terrible. But anyway, and then, then you meet up. The friends are at their hiding spot. And then and then she's like, and then the gay friend comes in like, oh, my God, guys, it's a slaughter. <laughs> and it's talking about the, uh, about, the like, house. yeah, that's the four kids that just died. And then you see the uh, the, inf- the social media influencer crying like she was, she was best friends with her. But right. 
was a total bitch to her. <laughs> that was my favorite. That was my favorite. Immediately after the death was just, you know, her, her crocodile tears for her, like acting yeah. like she was friends with her. And then it'd be like, she didn't even like her like that. Like it's just, right. just there's a lot of fake, there's a lot of fake Instagram stuff like that. Yeah, that I felt like that was very real. That was very yeah. real. So you get the whole high school experience just in this this whole this one sequence. The whole high school experience, mm. pretty definitely much. Gen Z Gen Z high school experience for sure. Mm. Which I don't know about, but it felt real. It felt yeah. real to me. Right. <laughs> but yeah. in case anybody is actually wondering too, how they switch bodies, basically Vince Vaughn winds up having a knife. The knife mm -hmm. is actually connected to some type of um, legend. Yeah. Something. And basically, whenever somebody gets stabbed, they switch Ladola. bodies. Ladola. Yeah, Ladola. Yeah. Yeah. Which also has like a child's play kind of feel to it, though, to it too, because instead of the amulet, it's actually the blade that switches the bodies to where, um, to where um, they have different roles, just like how Charles Lee Ray was able to switch bodies with the amulet and everything too. And then also too, the, whenever you have like the moon being covered over. And everything mm -hmm. else and then it's storming and then you also have i also love how it sets up on like a pyramid type of field though to it some type of ancient ruin whenever he's getting ready to kill her i yeah. thought that was actually pretty cool um then of course you know whenever they switch bodies that had a very child's play like um like um thing that they have with it also too i i actually know people back in high school that were like really fake like that whereas like oh this is so sad. I cannot believe this happened. Like, oh, mm -hmm. I cannot stand the popular girls with like, whenever they did, like, oh my god, that those type of girls. I'm like, okay, I just it's like nails on a chalkboard for me. Yeah. So, you want to know? You want to know a perfect example of this too? This is this is funny as hell. So when I when I was in high school, uh, Drake was just starting to become popular, but he wasn't there yet. He wasn't. He was like mixtape Drake. You know what I mean? He okay. wasn't in the. In, wasn't in the the popular zeitgeist yet and so i remember his first day his first studio album i had a bootleg of it and it came, it, it leaked so I, I like had it and i was playing it in, in my school very white private catholic school started playing drake the first album and they were like what is this and i was like oh this is a new artist his name is drake and they were like turn this off they didn't like it they were like hating <laughs> on it a year later when he's the biggest artist on the charts, they're like, Drake's my favorite artist. Oh my God. And I'm like, man, I don't, I, I remember, I remember a year ago, you were not talking about this. Yeah. That's yeah. some high school shit, man. That's yeah. definitely high school. Definitely. Um, yeah. like the, and then, but how, like, like I thought it was funny how Vince Vaughn was able to find the, st the school stadium, which is, I just thought that was hilarious. That he's like, oh, yeah, of course, Millie's being left alone. Her battery's dying. Like, you just knew instantly, like, something's whole happening. And she's in yeah. a costume, too. So, so that limits her mobility because it's a pretty fat costume. And uh, of course, like, Millie's <laughs> just, being, was just being bullied and stuff, thrown stuff yeah. at her. So then. Then you find out the mom never showed up. Then the daughter finally answered, like the sister. She's like, um, you didn't even know she was coming to get her or not because the phone ends. Millie runs. She trips. Vince Vaughn lands. And then then, then both Vince Vaughn and Millie both had a, a, a cut on the, like on their uh, – and then and then suddenly the sister shows up being the hero mm -hmm. that she tried to be. It's like scares <laughs> them off. I'm like, you're so lucky. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, that that scene in particular was very like uh I know you liked that one too last week. Like that that was very right. creepy for me, especially because that kind of happened to me. Like I said, like I went to a very like you know private rich school, and I remember like one I I think it was like homecoming or something like that. Uh we went to like a different high school, and I was like one of the last people there because my parents weren't there in time, and it was creepy like that. It was like mm -hmm. It's it's nighttime. Right. Um, I'm in this high school. I don't know. I don't know people there. Like I've never been here before. And like just that feeling. I just I feel like they capture high school like really well. And uh, did. I did want to shout out to uh, Lori Rose, who's the cinematographer, because, you know, just like the shots we we're talking about with like the, the glass scene and how they, how they shot that. And, uh, you know, with the moon behind Vince Vaughn as he's about to stab her like. Mm -hmm. Everything was framed and, and shot like really well. Uh, I didn't even catch the child's play reference. So you said that. So like, yeah, yeah that, I thought I, that's a good call though because it is like I, it's the supernatural oh. body switching a part of it. So yeah, I, right. I think that's I think that's accurate too. So another definitely. another thing I want to bring up too that reminds me of child's play. Remember when Vince? Of course, you know Millie is acting like Vince Vaughn. But because mm -hmm. this damn body, I'm this damn body's uh, I cannot stand it. It reminded me of Charles Lee Ray whenever he's complaining about oh, the body yeah. and Charles played as well. He's like, This fucking body, I'm tired of it. <laughs> so, yeah, I swear I'm gonna kill Andy. <laughs> he goes to that, vo that voodoo guy's house and he's <laughs> right. <laughs> so, yeah, I remember it has that. that uh, Charles Lee Ray kind of flavor to it, which is something that I like, perfect for nostalgia factor. Um, I thought it was I funny with the, uh, with the friends. The first time you meet them is when you see the, the gay friends. It makes that really bad joke about the the, the guy's dog. <laughs> I love your I love your black wiener. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, he's black. He's black. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought that was that was like a like right. you no know, immediately like the, the friends like they he doesn't care. No, no filter, yeah. no nothing. I like friends like that, to be honest. I, with you. I know uh, our favorite line is when uh, you know they they switch bodies afterwards, and then Vince Vaughn goes to the high school, but it's Millie now, and mm -hmm. uh, he's you know she's trying to find her friends, and they're like you know terrified. This is the killer. This is the butcher or whatever, and uh, <laughs> and then he's trying to explain to them and everything like yeah. that. He's oh, yeah. he's running away like. <laughs> I'm black. I'm gay. You're black. Like we're screwed. <laughs> <laughs> we're so screwed right now. And then also so too, the way he's overtowering them is just hilarious because you have yeah. a six foot tall Vince Vaughn that's yeah. overpowered than they are, yeah. and he winds up shoving the kid. They're like yeah. throwing pans and like yeah. he throws tater tots on him. <laughs> he's, he's like, guys, stop fighting. I don't want to fight you. Yeah. And yeah. like if I, if I was the killer, would I go ahead and just put my weapons down? And yeah. next thing you know with this, George. Yeah. And then like they're just just the mannerisms by him as soon as he's walking, he's like, Hi everybody. And like this how like how like like low high pitched that like Millie was. And we, then Vince Yeah. That was hilarious. Right. And then and then Going into and then well I think this this the serial killer Millie um going into school the first time I thought that sequence was all in slow motion just to show how like nonchalant like she's it going in and everybody's like celebrating that and she's just going in with the red leather like red uh, oh yeah and, yeah like, she looked in. right looking good and then the social media influencers like oh hey I need to interview you and like we can put <laughs> somewhere else um, yeah but, she's annoying but I mean, yeah. 
let me let me back up for one minute because there is a point that I want to make up with that scene okay. real quick yeah, where she's ahead. actually entering into school because okay. I didn't know if you picked up on it. Okay, you know how it has like that 1950s, 60s style of music? The music. Yes. Okay. Yes. Get this. I'm thinking this. Millie, that's Millie's music. That's Millie's mm. theme song coming into the school with the 1950s. She's just a pretty girl next door kind of feel to it. And okay. then all of a sudden it goes into the gangster rap, the rap music and stuff like that. Yeah. And that's enters Vince Vaughn's character mm-hmm. of his first day of yeah. being in school, of being the badass and being the one who's not going to take shit anymore from anybody. So I felt like the music in itself is the transformation of Millie, where you have the 1950s, 60s music, which is like a girl next door kind of feel to it. And then it transfers over into the rap music, which is the Vince yeah. Vaughn music, that he's a serial killer. He's not going to take any shit anymore. Or anything like that off these kids. He's ready to kill some kids. That's what I got from it. What do you yeah. guys think about that? That little aspect. No, I didn't, I, that, was, I, that was the first the first time I've heard of that. I never, I didn't pick up on that. I yeah. just, I was just focused on the fact that she's going right. into school and like in slow walking in slow motion. Like you know, people are about to die. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, I, I definitely. Um, no, I I did notice that the second watch this uh, this recent watch. Um, the music cue, and again, Lori Rose, I'll shout her out again. Uh, the way that they shot it, too, on top of the music, I'm pretty sure it's like it's like it goes like over her and then mm-hmm. it's like upside down. And it kind of reminded me they do a similar thing in Black Panther. Uh, when Killmonger, there's a shot, there's a shot that uh, Ryan Coogler does where it like the camera like flips around, and there, I think it's rap music too on there. Um, right. basically, basically when Killmonger becomes the king and it's like, this yeah. is the, this is the new, we're flipping Wakanda around now. So that was how I took it. If like, right. you think Millie is the pretty girl, like you said, and then now we're, we're going around upside down. Now it's gangster rap. And now you don't even know who this person is anymore. <laughs> right. So no, I definitely picked up on that. I think, I think you're onto yeah. something there for sure. But yeah. Um, so I'm going to let you go ahead. Uh, talk about the Instagram girl and everything again, Charlie, because I like when you do that little impression that she does. Uh, yeah, <laughs> annoying. Um, but anyway, um, she takes Millie, who the Instagram is just dumb. She doesn't like no, like nobody realizes <laughs> that Millie's not really Millie. So she takes her to like Millie like, takes her to like the locker room area or something. Uh-huh. So and. This time, like, we don't hear Millie, like, like, the serial killer Millie speak. She's not, like, so she's quiet the whole time. So the Instagram on is like, oh, my God, I need to get you. Like, like <laughs> we need to be friends. We need to do this. Like, I need to know what did the killer do to you? How did you survive? Millie's not quiet. And then Millie was, like, touching her or something. So the Instagram mother thinks that she... It was like she was hooking up with her, and she's like, "Are we gonna do this thing or not?" Because I, because I'm late for third period or whatever or something. <laughs> um, so oh, yeah. Then, uh, yeah, she also says, "What was it like to be stabbed?" Mm-hmm. She, yeah. she also said that too. Yeah, so <laughs> she's like, self-centered and stuff, and then then um, then Millie Lee, the serial killer Millie leaves, and then while that happens, you see. The real Millie, who's in Vince Vaughn's body, walking through the town, saying "Hi, everybody!" Like, and then, and then <laughs> he's in the in Vince Vaughn's character. So Vince Vaughn sneaks into the school, and he's in the shower, and in the school shower, and then that's when you see the Instagram model, like Being whatever, whatever 
her I forgot her name and I don't really care. So she sees her in the sh like that, and then she gets scared, and and, and um, then he goes finds Millie. He's like, Millie, oh my god, like the serial killer's here. Can you protect me? And so they go to obviously this is a rich school because how they had this cryotherapy mm -hmm. thing. And so Millie's about to put her in there. She's like, are you sure it's safe in here? No. Just shows her in there. <laughs> Locks it, turns it up. I'm like, yep, she's gone. And then, then you see Vince Vaughn yeah. like, open up the gate and boom, that's her next kill. Frozen to death. And that was good. That was yeah, I love the frozen kill. To be yeah. honest with you, that was a tip of the hat for me for uh, Jason X whenever yeah. – uh, the, the best part guard. of that movie. The only yes. good part of that whole movie. <laughs> I, definitely to, I definitely have to agree with you on that one, man. I don't know what it is about frozen death scenes or whatever. They're yeah. always the, my, one of some of my favorite stuff to see in a horror film. And the way they did this one was executed perfectly. Also, too, Jason X with the frozen face, that was executed as perfectly as well. Yeah. So, you I know, do like I that one like, better. I do like that one better, I'll say, because... Um, I don't know. It just shows off Jason's like brute for like strength mm -hmm. that he just smacks her head on the counter and it's just ice pieces. Right. Yeah. This one, I think the the one part that took me out of this ice death, honestly, is is like it was cool this when she, when he uh Vince Vaughn, Millie is Vince Vaughn, opens up the thing and she like kind of falls yeah. out and breaks mm -hmm. apart. The one part I was like, when it's like her hand with the phone still on it, I was like, oh <laughs> my god. <laughs> That was a little too far. I was like a little too much on the cheek for me, but I get I mean, what they're it, I get it, what they're it, saying. Like it, it, it's her character. Like yeah. she, she always had to have her phone on her. Like oh, yeah. like, I, need to, I need to Instagram this. So I'm I'm, I'm, I'm surprised. But you know, who wouldn't call for help in that situation? Right. She's probably saying like nine one one. Like I don't know. I just. I was She's like, gone. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> she was on Instagram. Hey, can someone call now? She was on live. She, she <laughs> went live. <laughs> no, no, no. What, what I'm frozen in this uh, no. in this what, what frozen if, what, therapy what, thing in the school. Can someone yeah. please let me out? <laughs> what would have been fitting is if if like like I said, she but right before like her body fell, the the camera moved like the phone moved up to her face, like she was about to take a photo and then fall. Like that would have been <laughs> yeah. her character. Um, it just was like it was right. like in Mandalorian when they brought Luke back. I was like on board with my Star Wars shirt on. I'm like I'm yeah. on board, Mandalorian, cool. And then when they showed his like horribly de-aged face, you know what I mean? I was like, you right. took it too far. You took it too far. <laughs> <laughs> if you would have just like, you know, I don't know, like they just yeah. they didn't have if they did the same thing in Rogue One. I'm like you the you can tell that the technology is not there to do. Yeah de-aging faces like yet mm -hmm. and so yeah it was just like one beat too far but i do like that they use like the free i, I it was creative like all the deaths in here are creative and that's all mm -hmm. i asked for in a horror movie is like it's so easy to be like okay butcher knife stab like that's so right. easy so but, basic. like when yeah it's so basic but like in here they're a creative one and they're gory too so like i appreciate that they went and i'm gonna look up the the guy, the makeup guy, because he's also like very prolific in horror too. Yeah, um, wasn't he and, also the homeless guy or something though too? I can't remember. I don't. He know. no, he was. Uh, he did makeup on uh, Seed of Chucky, right? Which was like the probably the funniest one. And uh, they go to Hollywood. Him and Tiffany. Yep. And uh, I don't know if you remember, but uh, 
he the the makeup guy plays a makeup guy in it and uh, yep. Chucky I think Chucky cuts his head off and then someone like stumbles on it or something and they think it's a prop head with like blood or something and it's yeah that's how I I, I was watching the bonus features and I recognized the guy and I was like oh shit he, that's the that's the same guy like yeah so I'm about to look, you guys can talk I'm about to look up okay. his name just to, to give him some props on here too. The hobo then, guy, I think, was then, funny though. Then, then like, and then, then when the uh, the two friends are at the same meeting spot, that's when Vince Vaughn shows up, and not knowing um, if Vince Vaughn was a serial killer, million, that's when they had the big funny chase sequence, which I thought was hilarious. Like, uh, you're you're uh, I'm gay, you're black, we're screwed, and she's like, "Guy, stop fighting!" Like, stop fighting! And then, like, the, the Vince, like I said, this this was hilarious. It reminded me so much of Jack Black's Jumanji. But it wasn't this right. weekend. It was late when when Vince Vaughn had to go to the bathroom in the boys' room. Like, yeah. like him, that reminded me of Juma Jack Black's Jumanji's character as a 17-year-old girl, in a sense. Um, right. But, and also and then, reminded me of uh, Rob Schneider's The uh, Hot Chick as well. Okay. I never saw that one, but I'm familiar yeah, with uh, he was Basically, inside the bathroom, he's actually peeing on ice in the bar. Like that's actually the um urinal and everything. This Ooh. big old trough, and he's just wailing away on it. He's going up and down the line huh. <laughs> and everything, and he doesn't know what to do after he gets done doing it. So the guy who's actually helping him, which is actually um the guy who helps people wash their hands, get uh, spray deodorant on them and stuff like that, he goes, "Okay, yeah. shake it," and then he's like, "Okay." shake it one okay if you shake it one more time you're uh playing with it so yeah, yeah. <laughs> all of a sudden he stops yeah no go ahead sorry sorry no i just wanted to say like yeah when you told me that last week i definitely was like i didn't even register that i've seen that movie a bunch of times they used to play it on cable all the time uh so i thought that was definitely like a good comparison because i i mean your brain automatically goes to freaky friday that's the obvious comparison you know what i mean that's yeah. it's called freaky uh yeah. and like but freaky friday is the is a mom and a daughter but right. and, uh hot chick is actually cross-gendered so like that's definitely yeah. a better comparison uh so i just wanted to say yeah that was that's a good comp for sure what i what i did like was how her friend how millie was able to tell her friends that, hey, it's me, Millie. It was the, the answer. All right, ask me anything that Millie would know. Um, what's your favorite sports team? I don't have, I don't like sports. <laughs> or just like, or something like that. What's your favorite movie? It's like, um, I said it's the Eternal Spotlights of like the- Eternal Sunshine, yeah. But it's really Pitch Perfect too. And like, and that's how Vince Vaughn is able to nail this. And then the dance routine, that was hilarious. <laughs> Yeah, a six foot tall guy shaking his ass. <laughs> it was just great. Yeah. It was fantastic. Was but also, too, there was something that you picked up on though the other day, though, man. With Cisco, was the part where it's yeah. like um, picking up with trying to be comfortable in your own skin and the sexuality behind it, which I thought was actually really good. That you picked up on that because that wasn't. Uh, to be honest with you, I didn't pick up on that or anything like that. Uh, the first round, I went and saw that when I saw this movie. But like, once you mentioned it, I saw it again and I picked up on it. Like the trans, yeah. About? The trans, yeah. Uh, okay, let me. I just want to say first about what Charlie just said, though, uh, okay. before we get to that, because uh, we didn't. We aren't even talking about Vince Vaughn really yet, but I really right. want to give him props because, like, uh, like he he makes so many interesting choices. I that's why I like Vince Vaughn as an actor because 
He's not afraid to go in a completely different direction. Like most actors would read the script and be like, no, like I'm not acting like a high school girl, you know, and like just not doing it. But like for Vince Vaughn, not only take part, but like to do the little, the mannerisms. So like his, like you, like Charlie, what you said with his voice being higher, the way he walks, like is more, you know what I mean? He's using his shoulders more. It's just every single nuance to it is like, every time I watch it, rewatch it, I'm like, man, Vince Vaughn is a great actor. Like, you cannot deny this man is doing the most he can do to convince you that he's a high school girl in his body. Like, it's so good. So, yeah. And and if you watch the bonus features, I know we all have the – I don't know if you guys were able to get, get to the features, but, like, um, there's a brief, uh, like, interview with a choreographer, and she taught, she taught Vince Vaughn and uh, Millie – the cheerleading routine. And so when Vince Vaughn is like, you know, shaking his butt and trying to convince her, like, I love all those scenes in these body switch movies. Uh, personally, it's what I look forward to the most uh, because you know, there's going to, you're going to have to convince your friends of the situation that's going on. So yeah, I, I just love that. Um, oh, did I lose you guys? Oh no, you're still. No, you're okay. Good. Yeah. okay. But yeah. Okay. About the trans stuff though. Um, I think that that was another thing I picked up on a second watch because I think the first time when Vince Vaughn is in the car with Millie's crush, uh, you know, she, like I I, th- I thought it was funny. I, I kind of was just like laughing about it because the, the situation is so over the top. You know what I mean? How it's it's just you, I just read it on that second time though. I think it's it's really like well done because it's like Millie has a crush on this guy. She doesn't know how to express it to him. And then again, like through Vince Vaughn's body, she comes to her own. And I definitely think that, um, you know, the, the one of the writer, the co-writer is queer. I think we should say that. And so, right. and he, and he uh, actually, like, we had an interaction with him on Twitter the other day. That was, so cool. thought, that was very cool. Um, but yeah, I think by having him have a hand in the script here, uh, it's very safe to say that it's definitely pro-trans and, saying that you you know you feel like you're in the wrong body and then when you be, you are in the new body you can you find yourself and you can also find love uh which you know I didn't even consider that the first time but I definitely think I would love to like I told you last week I would love to read to read a trans writer's uh take on this movie because right. I definitely think there's some trans uh allegories going on here with Vince Vaughn's character and, and Millie's crush because you know what I mean? It, it's just, it's right there. It's right yeah. there in, in that whole scene. Mm-hmm. Um, so what, what did you guys think about that? To be honest I, with you. I, I didn't, oh, go ahead, John. Sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead, Charlie. I've, I, I, didn't, I, I, didn't, I didn't pick up on that sequence at first. Cause like I knew once, once the boyfriend at the top later in the movie, Booker, he decides like, can I get in the back seat with you? And I thought, I was like, <laughs> I, was, I, I thought again, I thought it was useless. I thought the sequence was kind of funny. Yeah. And, not making fun of it, but just because I thought it was kind of funny because I knew exactly how this was gonna what was gonna happen. Yeah. But I can see, like I said, I think when you watch the the dead meat, there's a lot of little like outside world situations that they deal with in this movie, and kind of takes them like. And later on, like the the thing to pay attention is the names of the frat guys, um, that ones that Millie chops up with the chainsaw. Each one of them had a name. To to and and if you if you followed a certain tr- Supreme Court trial um, about a judge 
you'll pick up on the names of the names of the guys. Tobin, really? Wow. Tobin, Tobin, Squee, and Brett. Hmm. Those are the names of the frat guys. So if you, and like I said, the director intentionally took a shot at these guys because this is a very, um, let's just say Matt Damon portrayed it, this character on SNL. If you're, <laughs> I, didn't know I, didn't, I didn't pick up on that at all. Yeah, that's, yeah. I'm going to have to look I, into I that. But once I did, because I know I, I, I didn't, I don't like this guy. I think he's a, he's a current Supreme Court judge. I don't like him. The last name is Kavanaugh. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm looking it up okay. now. Brett, Brett Kavanaugh. You're right. Yeah. He had buddies named Tobin and Squee. Yep. Those are the yep. names of the frat guys. <laughs> I see that. Movie. And I see the Matt Damon on it too. Oh, wow, cool. man. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Good, I didn't, good I, shit, I, man. I didn't, I didn't until I watched the Dead Meat. Yeah. And again, I'm not. No, no political affiliation, but right. I hate yeah. that whole situation. I just thought it was even more funnier of what Millie does to these guys, <laughs> yeah. the chain, which is just funny to me. But yeah, um, to bring it back to, the, yeah. to our, our favorite kill, to bring it back to our favorite kills, I, I oh, yeah. so Tony, Tony Gardner, that's the makeup artist who did Chucky and he also did Scary Movie. Uh, which is like, so yeah, just to tie all of our stuff together. Um, but yeah, he did a great job. And my favorite kill, I think you, you guys agree with me last time that the, the buzzsaw kill in the woodshop class yeah. with, with Alan Ruck, where he just gets com completely split in half. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he it, it's first, he got stabbed in that. Yeah. With a screwdriver or right. something. Yeah. And then it's just like, how they set that sequence up. Like we knew yeah. this was going to happen. Like he is such a dick to Millie the whole time. Yeah. And like, like when like Millie gets in there, the guy, Oh, Miss Millie, you finally decided to show up. And I'm like, yeah. like maybe you need to stop socializing. You might do better in your job, at your work. And then, then, and he's like grading papers, right. oh, lame, loser, dumb. Like he's mm -hmm. stinging everything. And then Millie's Ferris in there. Did a number on him. I'm going to tell you that Ferris must have did a really bad number on him to make him miserable with every single kid. Yeah. And then I like the self-defense thing that he does with Millie though. Oh, you don't want to fight? <laughs> <laughs> this is a one rule in horror movies. Do not right. want your like the person trying to attack you. Like he's taunting her. I'm like, how stupid are you? You're about to get killed. <laughs> right. Um, yep. But no, like, I call this, this is br so brutal, yet so satisfying. Seeing him go mm -hmm. head first into the buzzsaw mm -hmm. and this completely straight up in half, like right yep. up the center. I thought that was like, oh, it was so great. Yeah, I love definitely. the splitting. I love how they split him in half like that, though. It does look real looking which is something like we mentioned before with the practical effects, but I'm glad that they showed it rather than cut away from it because yeah. I felt like that yeah. it just, it just connects it even better with it, to be honest with you. Yeah. So. And, and that's why I think while I'll give happy death day, the edge story wise, I do think like freaky is slowly becoming my favorite just on the gore level uh because they they did the practical and like again on the bonus features if you watch it um they have tony gardner uh <laughs> and alan ruck and he he they show his like 100 they they built a whole body cast of alan ruck so they could <laughs> split him up it's just funny just to see like this 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 copy of alan ruck but that's that's what you have that's 80s dude that's what you had to do yep. to get all these crazy effects you had to build a whole replica of your actor so 
yeah, I just I love that they they did that. That's that's the attention to detail that you just don't like. Nowadays, you're just like, yeah, we'll just do it on CGI. We'll do it in post. We'll just do yeah, CGI, right. and it's just like, I mean, you could, but like, I don't know. Especially CGI blood, I can always tell it's fake. Yeah, they use right. they li- they literally use like the same fake spray every time, and I'm just like, no, I can tell yeah. it's not right. it's not the same. That's what I was t- when we were talking about earlier, though. Too was like. It wouldn't have that same gory effect on us, where it's like, ooh, ow, kind of feel to it. Mm-hmm. With with that special effect, it's like, okay, he died. That's it. No yep. no emotion to it. No. Just feels secondary. Just felt like the character just got out of the way and everything. And that was it. That's all yeah. it felt like was a character got out of the way of the movie plot. The movie plot continues on after that. So mm-hmm. with them having just a practical effect to it, it adds to the movie, adds to the plot. It adds to the layers of everything that's going on around it. So, and, I mean, and the guy totally deserved it. Like to go, mm-hmm. like each kill, somebody deserved it. To be yeah. honest, like the 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 the, the woodshop teacher being in the wood. Ironically, the woodshop, like he was a prick the whole movie, and you wanted. Oh him yeah. To, like you felt yeah. you wanted him to get killed the most brutal way. Like okay, like you wanted the Instagram chick to just die because she's right. Like, this guy got the the best kill, like a Millie killed, like this, <laughs> like just flat out, like took him off, and like it, 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 it just like we, we, this is the one of the ones like you're cheering for, like we wanted this, even though it's, we're not brutal, we, we we wanted it brutal, like we're not we're not like sadistic, we just wanted him to die, but right. <laughs> us all is just fantastic. Yeah, it's, it's a horror, it's a horror movie trope for sure. Yeah. The bu- the bully, right. the bully has to die. You know what I mean? The yeah. promiscuous people have yeah. to die. It's like, yeah. so yeah. um, yeah. And and one of my favorite examples, if you want to talk about CGI versus practical effects, the thing from the eighties, the uh, I don't know if you guys have seen that. Uh, John Car- John Carpenter's the thing. All all practical effects. One of the best looking effects movies ever made and then they they did a like a prequel in the 2010s or 2000s i think it was 2011 yeah all cgi yeah and i don't blame the effects guys i I think i heard that um the produce they did do practical at first and the producers got cold feet and made them do everything in cgi and you can just tell it's just not the same so yeah uh yeah i mean and th- yeah that woodshop scene i did want to point out too again with the cinematography i love how i don't know if you guys noticed like when they they first show the jock you know, like showing off his project you're like the camera's like inside the doghouse, and so you just oh. think it's a regular house and then it like pulls back and you see it's a dog house it's just like they're right. not doing that in horror movie. there's like a certain few like ari aster and you know, th- there's very few people that are putting that attention to detail in how right. they shoot horror movies. And so I always appreciate when the not only the horror movie is good and the story is good, the effects are good, but when like it just looks good. Like this movie exactly. looks good. So um yeah. did you guys think so? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I mean yeah, the little details yeah. that that they focus in on is the most important to me. Yeah. And it also brings out the movie better. Yeah, I mean, I was glad there was no no unnecessary CGI because I yeah. watched the the one movie I just watched that came out just recently was on HBO Max, the Tom and Jerry movie. The oh god! 
Yeah, that movie's trash. Yeah, hundred percent trash. Like, I, I, I haven't I seen it yet, but I'm I'm very I don't want to do I I I'm, I'm like debating whether I should do it or not because I love those cartoons when I was a kid. John watched no. twenty minutes of it just to get to Justice League. I think it was yeah. I was trying minutes. to get to the, I was trying to say okay sooner or later Batman's gonna show up and say this is Justice League, but he never got there. I saw a horrible CGI. The CGI was really bulky. Everything was just misplaced and everything. It it didn't need to be live action. It didn't it didn't mix. Hundred like, percent. I don't know why they they did that. between the humans and and in the, the anime and there, there was like animated elves in which people were riding on for the wedding. Colin <laughs> Joe's, let me give you a pit of advice. Leave the acting for your wife. <laughs> so um, let's see so, here. Um, so then, we actually have the scene where, uh, with the whole entire thing at the police station, like you mentioned, though, Charlie, where the department uh, store forgot about the Aaron Rodgers mask. That yeah, the, the Aaron Rodgers mask. Was oh yes, yeah. I'm yeah. on to now. Shout out to Packers. I got. I don't know if you can see my my towel right there. Super <laughs> Super Bowl towel. Definitely. Yeah. Hell yeah. The Packers. Uh, I, when that Aaron Rodgers thing happened, I was like on the floor. I love that. I, I've well, never seen funny. Aaron Rodgers in a movie like that or anything like that. So I just, I was, that was so funny. That, that they did that. To be honest, that, that wasn't a good looking mask anyway. <laughs> that looked, that no. looked pretty like, like cheap too, unfortunately. Right. But we talked they, about last week, you know, they're high schoolers, you know, they're dumb as yeah, fuck. Right. Like they, yeah. they wouldn't know that, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like to, and if I, if I was in this situation, I wouldn't do no better. Like, you know, I no, would not, right. I would be like, right. yeah, I guess this mask, you know, hide your face. Like I, yeah. Right. I, guess. I thought it was funny. It's though. like, we have a plan, but we don't have a plan. Yeah. So yeah. here's a mask. This thing is going to work out great. Just yeah. pretend that you're Aaron Rodgers. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I love, I love, Who's Aaron Rodgers? I don't watch sports. Like, like, he's a football, like he's a football player. And then, that, 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 and then that's come. And then I just thought the transition was like that. Other uh, like Millie, the real Millie, and her friends are like looking at, and then they find the serial killer Millie. And then that's when the first time you actually hear Vince Vaughn, like the serial killer Millie, speak. She's like, "Oh my God, guys, it's a serial killer!" Like, and like, and then that's what gets the the, the cops to chase them, and then the the piece of crap mm -hmm. car that almost didn't start. Yeah. <laughs> I love then, when uh, the gay kid has has uh, Millie tied up in his house. I know he talked oh, about yeah. that. Then the mom comes home and she's like, "What's going on?" He's like, "It's uh, what do you say? It's role um, play." Role play. Yeah. yeah, he goes, "It's role play." And then she turns around and says, uh, "Isn't that a sex game?" And Millie's like, "Mm-hmm." <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and then uh, I'll let you take that one, that line, Charlie. <laughs> um, it's like, and then like, and then the, and then he, um. The the uh, the the, the uh, I forgot the kid's name, but he says, "Oh, I'm not gay anymore." She's like, "Honey, I've known you a long time. <laughs> That's bullcrap. You are totally gay." Yeah, yeah. She go, yeah. I love that line. To be honest with you, I didn't funny. feel like it was forced at yeah. all. He goes, "I I know a lot of things about you, and straight is not one of them." Yeah. <laughs> so uh, or something like that. Paraphrasing. We need more of that, mom. And we needed less of Millie's mom, to be honest. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was like, yeah. I, I told him, I'm like, he could have at least said he was bi. Like, or, no, 
no one was gonna buy he was straight. Like, come on. No, yeah, no. The other thing that they could have done was, oh, Millie and I are practicing for a theater project. Right. So anything yeah. that was right. oh, that was a horrible lie, man. That was yeah. well, you know, he's usually good on on he's quick on his feet too. And then yeah. that and then um but at the, and then the line when he's after Millie starts like channeling here in her uh uh Jack Nicholson from The Shining, like him, her come the door, like channeling her in or that, like the sequence, how he ends up going from the house to police station is like, again, that's like, how the heck did he get there so fast? He's like, God, really, her sister needs to learn how to drive. Yeah. Was like, that wasn't her. That makes me mad though in horror movies when they close the door on the killer and then they lay on the door. Um, and especially if they have a weapon, like you've seen her with a knife. Like yeah. and then she starts stabbing through the door. Like right. obviously she was about to stab through the door. Right. Like don't stand next to the door. <laughs> well, the only reason oh, they were get Millie's because they were to find her at the uh, this really cool miniature golf course. Like oh that, that yeah yeah the miniature golf again, course again, was great. Movie great. Movie looks great. Yeah. The movie and looks so like, Yeah, that was cool. And then like and then he talks about the frat guys trying to hit on her, and she's like she like Millie wasn't buying it. Um. <laughs> And then and and then uh, then she's going to go chase Booker, and then that's when Vince Vaughn shows up and his presence, like he he flat out just pushes a kid, like flat out not so <laughs> and knocks him off. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, like nothing, like nothing. Yeah, that was that was funny. Um, and that's also <laughs> reminds me of the fact that she doesn't know her own uh, power still, her own strength. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. As well, and I like what Booker said though too was strength don't doesn't come from your arms. It doesn't come from anything else it comes from your heart heart yeah. yep and that's what i loved about that and yeah. i also liked how she was trying to make him remember who that's who she is by quoting the poem i thought yeah. that was actually yeah. pretty funny like yeah it's you know you to me when you know you're dealing with good actors when you have these ridiculous plots like that <laughs> that are just like on paper look crazy but then when you see it on the screen you buy it that's how you know it's good acting to me so for for millie and for vince vaughn to have to play each other and you buy like the love story in it and you buy uh that millie is a killer now that like all that stuff worked for me and and the movie would die if that they didn't have the good actors deal with that you know what i mean it it lives and dies on the actors and i thought they did a great job um, I've and then again, then when like then you get to find out how dumb the sister is when she points the gun at her friend, and then then she points the gun in the back of Vince Vaughn, and Vince Vaughn just flat out picks her up. <laughs> they then puts her in the chair, so and then she tries to explain to her, and even the sister still doesn't believe her. I'm like, come on, you're, you're right. dumb, please. Like if you <laughs> her friends, the fact that her friends are there with her to help her know who she is and you don't even pick up on like, geez, what'd she have to do to get like, did everybody else die for you to get this? Like, Oh, I guess I'm here. I can find out to put a job. Like, I mean, she's a horrible cop. Um, oh yeah. Like I said, not yeah. my favorite part of the movie by any means. No, I, I like Millie. I like her friends. I like Vince Vaughn. Didn't like the family shit really. No, no the family stuff wasn't so great to be honest with you. And um, then, then they go to the homecoming at, Vince Vaughn, the serial killer's area, <laughs> mm-hmm. which I thought was an interesting, an interesting way to have a homecoming at a. Well, serial- because 
because uh she lures them there like yeah. it's like this no yes. parents will be around you know oh, we can yeah, have yeah. privacy so, I thought I mean, yeah that's the only way to me, yeah. I think it actually fits because it's kids can get away with stuff. They don't have to worry about the parents or cops getting uh caught being called or anything like that either. Exactly. Inside this abandoned place. Yeah. So it's actually perfect. And um, you know, I definitely love the part where uh those jocks are actually hitting on her again. And yeah. this time at the end. Up, yeah. 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 And she winds up getting the chainsaw. I love yeah. the chainsaw. Um, yeah, I just like I said, since I knew the names of those characters, um, sorry everybody, I, I had to mention the names. I thought it was kind of, I thought it was clever. Um, not taking shots in any, no, no, no politics here. I just had to mention that. No, I had, names, I had no idea. I'm, I'm happy you did that. I had no idea. So yeah, cool. I just wanted to give that a quick shout out to everybody. Like, I'm sorry for mentioning that. I just had, to, I thought the names were funny, and that's, and then her taking out these guys, which me being where I work, I know I'm. Surrounded by all of it, so <laughs> yeah, and and uh, the the writer too. So I don't know, like what, because it, it's co-written by Christopher Landon and Michael yeah. Kennedy, and uh, Michael Kennedy is the guy that we were interacting with the other day, um, and he just got married actually to his partner. So oh, yeah, cool. congratulations to him. That that was cool. I know, yeah. you know, he's a horror buff, so you can definitely tell yeah. in the script that they definitely appreciate horror. Um, the only other gripe I had with the movie. Uh, I told you this last week is the final 10 minutes. Like it just, right. I feel like, you know, it feels like a, a deleted scene they put back in the movie because the producers were like, we need a scene where Millie's the victim and Vince Vaughn's the killer. We needed one more scene. And yeah. so they added right. it. Cause like everything was already wrapped up every, I liked where it, like where it concluded Millie's with the boy Vince Vaughn got shot up like six times. It was good. I was good with it. Right. And then it was like, here's the ambulance ride and i'm like no they're not gonna do the michael myers oh, thing with the ambulance right. and like and it just it just it was unnecessary right. it was unnecessary <laughs> and they had like the family all fight him at the end and it just it was very like kind of cringy man i just didn't it's like she kicks him in the balls and she's like i know having balls sucks now and i was like yeah. oh come uh, on it just, yeah. just too much you take that last 10 minutes out it was like 90 minutes it would have been 90 minutes perfect horror movie and then with the 10 minutes it was like an hour 40 and i was like right. you did not need you any of that last 10 minutes at all maybe have vince vaughn like you know wake up a little bit at the end like twitch or something and it's like maybe he's still alive something like that it. yeah but like i don't know like he's I a regular mean, dude he got shot like 10 times like there's no yeah. way you're still alive after that right i'm actually on the opposite of you guys actually like the extra 10 minutes, I like closure because I had a feeling if they ended it with Vince Vaughn waking up, I was like, come on, like I like closure, but I liked how they ended it with Millie like flat out stabbing the rest that chair through hit through his stomach area and then kicking it. And then the reaction of the sisters, like, damn, I'm like, and then like, this is that line, but I thought that scene was, I thought that was cool because it shows that Millie can be one of the final girls, so it shows that. Her, she's gone a full, full circle, being weak, to then coming full circle like that. The fact to being able to be the one that that kill the legend that is the serial killer. I thought that was really cool how they had her kill him by stabbing him in the stomach with the with the chair, and then this kicking it through like um, yeah. Van Dien style. I thought that was cool. 
This, yeah, I didn't have a problem with the like the kill of it, and like, yeah, yeah. I, 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 like the what you just said. I, I wanted to feel like that. It was just the yeah. way they did it. I wasn't crazy about like Same. just with the whole family. It like was at yeah. their house, and yeah. I'm like, where does like how, he knows where she lives? I guess like I don't like you know what I mean. It's yeah. not Millie anymore. How does he know yeah. where she lives? Like I don't, it was just. Clunky, was in Millie while Millie was in the house. So that's probably how he, they knew where she I was. I guess. I don't right. know. But, but another thing, though, too, that I thought that would actually end it perfect was, like you said, before Cisco, where, you know, it wraps up nicely. He got shot about 10 times. It could have just wrapped up with them on the ambulance, uh, patching each other up, and then it cuts into the credits, and that's it. They, they mm-hmm. could have just went down that route. Or... If they wanted to go down that route of having Vince Vaughn show up at the house, they could have done this other thing where, okay, maybe he has a couple of cracked ribs. Maybe they beat the shit out of him enough to where. Or he got shot once. He got shot once and then he ran away. It was just, they shot him like six times. Like, no, nobody is surviving that that if you're not Michael Myers or Jason or something like that. Like, you're not. Or 50 Cent, yeah. (laughs) He's the exception to the rule, though. He's the exception. Right, right, right. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, I this movie's a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun watching it. I've watched this movie, I think, about three times now since yeah. uh Redbox. So I'm definitely happy that I rented it. Um uh, you know, I've heard a lot of hype about it. I wasn't sure if the hype is real. It's real. Um I'm not I'm not the type of person that gives ratings or anything like that. Um so you know, if you guys yeah. check, if you guys want to check out Freaky with Vince Vaughn and uh, Catherine Newton, I think that you guys might actually enjoy it and everything. So check <laughs> it just out. It funny because um, I watched this before John did, and because um, it was one of my movies. I'm my goal as a buddy of mine is trying to watch 365 movies in a year. Oh wow! So I, yeah, I decided to do it, and Freaky was one of them. And then once John saw my review. John's like, I'm going to have to watch this movie. <laughs> yep. And then also, too, I got my friend Tamika, who's actually one of my other co-hosts on here. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you got to check out Freaky. She goes, it can't be that good. I said, it's that good. So I gave her the free digital code. I was like, here, check it out. Tell me what you think. <laughs> so hopefully she'll watch it. And uh, but anyways, man, um, it's, it's a pleasure having you on the show. I just want to say that. Yeah. I'm glad that we're able to do this without any problems this time because yeah. the, because of stereo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, where can everybody reach you at? Uh, you can find me on stereo at misfit underscore minded. I do a show on there every Saturday uh, called Saturday matinee where we pair two movies together with a similar theme. Uh, and so this week I think we're doing justice league and uh falcon and the winter soldier i think oh, nice. uh we're, we're gonna start reviewing that um because the season's about to start um otherwise yeah across all social media platforms misfit underscore minded uh you can catch me doing movie reviews stuff like that and yeah like i said on stereo i'm, I'm always on there i think it's a dope app uh they they need to fix some bugs still like clearly yeah. but um yeah, it's it's been a lot of fun just talking and meeting people uh, like you on there. So um yeah, I appreciate you guys having me on your show. 
Oh, not a problem, man. You're always welcome yeah. on the show as well. And thank you. Another thing, too, guys, is you're very welcome. Another thing, too, is I'm going to be on stereo tomorrow night with Rossi McCree, independent actress. We're going to be talking about White Boy Rick. And that's actually mm. part of our gangster reviews and stuff like that that we've okay. been doing. So, McConaughey. Yep. <laughs> He's right. the only one that's but, that mullet. For me, all right, all right, all right. That was the but, only uh, highlight of that movie for me, to be I honest. I got my got my Days and Confused poster right there, too. <laughs> oh, <laughs> sweet, dude. That's my favorite movie. <laughs> but It's really, really wanna... good, yeah. But yeah, guys, you guys can actually catch me at 8 o'clock Central Time, 9 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Pacific Time for that on the Stereo app. Another thing, too, is well, I'm going to have Jay Wade from Wild Water Marvel and also Go Get That Rose. He does like a little after show for The Bachelor, and he's going to be on Stereo. Uh, on Wednesday night, uh, and we're going to be, well, hold on. Thursday night is Rossi. Wednesday night is Jay Wade. Jay Wade and I are going to be doing the good, the bad, and the ugly uh, movie franchises. This is movie franchises that were good, some that were bad, some that we wish that would have happened, and some that we wish that wouldn't even happen. So we're going to be doing that at 8 o'clock Central Time, 9 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Pacific Time. Friday, we're doing our after show for Falcon the Winter Soldier, Charlie and I are going to be on there. We're going to have about six people on the show and everything during the live stream. It's going to be a lot of fun. So if you guys want One to catch that. On, um, on Thursday, aren't we, um, aren't we, the two, three of us, like the two of us plus my good friend Sean will be joined by yep. Sarah and we're doing our chick flick reviews. Um, yeah. More, uh, <laughs> and we're doing the notebook. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Classic. Classic yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we're doing uh, the Notebook. It's gonna be a lot of fun. It's gonna be Charlie and I our first time watching the Notebook. So oh, it's, wow. it's gonna be okay. interesting. I think, I think it's Sean's first time watching it too. Um, so we did one earlier. Um, might have been a few weeks ago. We did one for uh, Walk to Remember. Um, th that was our first chick flick review because we wanted more mm -hmm. subscribers. Um. <laughs> Um, so we're trying to, we're trying to broad, broaden our horizons, and then yeah. after we do the notebook, we're we're like we're gonna take a break on that. We're gonna go mainly we're doing we're gonna do the Rambo series. <laughs> oh, I got a Rambo yeah. poster somewhere too behind me. But. <laughs> yeah, um, we're all gonna buy red headbands, <laughs> the red Rambo headbands, so we can all wear them while we review the movie. <laughs> you guys are doing both ends of the spectrum here, uh, right. rom coms and. Rambo killing uh, foreigners. <laughs> Rambo. That's cool, though. That's cool, though. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. that's real movie fandom right there. Appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, um, so another thing too, guys, is if you guys want to, you guys don't have to understand the pandemic has actually put a lot of holes in people's pockets and stuff like that. But if you want to show us some love, how do you do that? You just go on ahead and go to www.gofundme.com forward slash movie lovers podcast and donate a couple of dollars towards us. It's just to keep the lights on here at Movie Lovers Unite. Another thing too is go to Facebook. Follow us over there at Movie Lovers TV Lovers Unite on Facebook underneath the same name. You can follow us at Instagram and also on Pinterest as well. And then, of course, you can follow me at Movie Lovers Unit on on Twitter as well. And then, of course, on the Stereo app, app as well as Movie Lovers Unit and John DeGorio 8 on Twitter. And then you can also follow – of course, you can also get an audio only of this podcast on iHeartRadio now. We're actually a part of iHeartRadio, so we're going to be – um. So that's where you can actually reach us at. You can also find us on Amazon Music and wherever else you get your podcast from. So with further ado, it's been great. It's been fun. I can't wait to do this again. And until next time.
Bye-bye. See you, see you guys. Uh, <laughs> okay. And <laughs> oh, <laughs> hold on. End broadcast. Hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. This is your host, as always, from Movie Lovers Unite, John DeGorio, and I just want to sit, talk about something real quick, and that is Audible. What is Audible? I'm so glad that you guys asked. Audible is the leading provider of spoken word entertainment and audiobooks, ranging from bestsellers like Anne Rice, Stephen King, the list just goes on. Their whole entire catalog, when it comes down to audiobooks, is just fantastic. If you're on on the road and everything and you want an audiobook and you want to download it fast, go ahead, go to Audible. You're not going to regret it. They actually have a trial right now that you guys can actually jump on. You can actually go on ahead, go to the link, and it'll bring you up to that trial. And a matter of fact, every month, members actually get one credit to pick any title plus two Audible originals from a monthly selection and access to daily news digests from the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, and the Washington Post, as well as guided meditation programs. Another thing too, guys, that's not all they have. They also have, they also have, finish, if you actually want to go ahead and do some things to actually better yourself for 2021, they have stuff for that too, like finishing more books or becoming a better parent, leader, or a person. How-to books, which is something that everybody seems to grab onto a lot lately and everything else. So if you guys are actually looking for something to maybe better yourself for 2021, go on ahead, check out those books as well. They have a big catalog. You guys won't regret it. Go ahead, click on the link below in the description notes. Go on ahead. You guys won't regret it. Sign up for that trial period. And always, until next time, stay safe, guys, and enjoy the show. And God bless. What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland. For innovators everywhere, visit highland.com.